0: Now, today is the 1st of February, of course, St. Bridges Day, but how many of you know that it is also Imbolc? Imbolc is a a pagan holiday, celebrated from today through until sundown tomorrow. Uh, But to tell us more about the ancient festival of Imbolc, we're joined now by Rosie McMahon. Rosie, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Alan. Thanks for having me here.
0: People will know you more from Shannon Estuary Way Retreat, Mm -hmm. um, but tell us where your interest in Imbolc and, I suppose the Celtic festivals and ancient festivals where that stems from
1: Sure so I've always been interested in it and marked it as a celebration so um, the last celebration we had was Lunasa and on that particular time we celebrated with a retreat um, with yoga, dancing, sound and again No ice baths
0: I hope No (laughs) No all indoors All indoors indoors. (laughs) Okay
1: so, um, and I've been doing this for a number of years. So, Imbolic and Saint Bridget's Day is another celebration, and this year again on which is wonderful, we're getting the day off on on Monday. Happy days, a bank holiday, an extra extra one. So, I follow the the Celtic cycle, and Imbolic is the midway point between winter solstice and spring equinox. And I heard. Um, conversation this morning on the on the the morning early morning show about um a little bit of confusion this is not really spring spring is in um march but i guess what it is there is like winter solstice 21st of december and then perhaps the spring equinox and that's where maybe the confusion comes
0: from. Yeah, I think that's, like you know I did see something myself, Oh, it begins on like the 20th of March and runs until the 21st mm-hmm. of June which is the longest day of the year and I was wondering well, what's that to do with, is that maybe yeah. over in America that's how they mark spring yeah. or I wasn't quite sure. They're
1: there markers as well so the the equinox would be March the 20th and then the summer solstice would be June the 21st and these are all marks on the Celtic calendar and in pagan times they would be hugely celebrated with bonfire, dance, rituals altars and today I'm going to chat about embolic and how that was celebrated. So the meaning of it is in the belly, in the belly of the mother. Okay. So the the reason for that is that Mother Earth is about to burst. All the seedlings are going to grow and also the animals in on the farms are about to give birth. So it's a time of hope and rebirth and healing and optimism. It's a celebration of rebirth, fertility, gratitude for surviving the winter. Yeah,
0: I think that that's <laughs> as good a reason as any to be talking about it today. That we've kind of got January behind us,
1: yeah, which felt like one big long Monday. Yeah, <laughs> and the optimism for spring to come. And Imbolic gives us strength through the eternal flame. Um, Bridget is associated and she was associated also in the Pagan time she was a goddess and she was a, a goddess of the Tuun Adana and they, they were the tribe of the gods and she was the daughter of the Dagada and he was one of the powerful kings and one of the he was also a druid so okay. that's the mythology and the story around Bridget at the start and she was known as the goddess of healers, poets Smith's childbirth and inspiration, um, which is interesting. So, um, blacksmiths, so that was kind of class. She had mm. a bit of um, both the feminine and the masculine. And then she was also the first woman that started the keening through her own story in mythology. So, keening was um, when there was a death, there was a keening to, to help people to heal around that and the keening would be wailing and crying around and that was a tradition in, in Ireland to just
0: let all the grief and anger Correct, out
1: exactly like a healing process so that's where she you know the stories comes in mythology of Bridget and celebrated um, the first of spring in Imbolic and then she was Christianized into St Bridget um, by the church um, she was born in Kildare and Although
0: loud have a bit of a claim on her as well, oh, yeah. don't they? They try and associate no, themselves with a bridge. We're not <laughs> no, no. getting into that though. No, we're
1: not. We're not. Definitely not. Um, so then she's she's celebrated. There's um, embolic is that celebration of the first of spring. The light has changed outside, and even driving in here, you could see a, a rainbow coming. You can see that it's much lighter outside. The birds, the songs have changed a little bit. They sound a lot happier, <laughs> and can they did you, can, can you
0: blame them? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, um, yeah, so she then became Christianized to be St. Bridget. And what's really wonderful, I think, is that we've had St. Patrick, which was the, the male saint. So it's wonderful now to honour the female saint and to have a day off for that.
0: Yeah, and it's the first of the year. So w- w- would you hope, Rosie, that no, but this could be just me as opposed to generally amongst people, that maybe there isn't as much of an awareness of, you know, like I'm just terrible. I'll admit, I, I you know, I I I know Saint Bridget's name. I know about the, the Saint Bridget's cross, but mm-hmm. I had to be honest. I wouldn't have known, or if I'd learned anything at school about her, I wouldn't yeah. have remembered much about her beyond that. Do you feel like this now? This now public public holiday and everything that's been attached to it that, it may raise awareness of 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 Bridget and in maybe just the the Celtic calendar. Itself.
1: I think so. I think what I'm noticing is a shift in consciousness. People are coming back to their roots and wanting to know more, even past Christian going back into the Celtic um time of celebration. And that's what I'm noticing even my most popular retreats are around um celebrating full moon or celebrating embolic it's fully booked on Monday. So that tells its own story, that we're there to celebrate in a different version of what celebration is associated through dance, through rituals, through sound, through healing. Um, so I think there is an awareness now around um, you know, St. Bridget and the energy around embolic as well. For For me, I've always associated making the cross. And when my children were younger, we'd head off to the fields the welly boots and the <laughs> and the basket and we'd gather the rushes. Mm. Um, now they're teenagers, they wouldn't do it with me, not a hope, but I still gathered them. And on Monday we'll be crafting the the crosses as part of, of the retreat. So it's always been ingrained in me for some reason because I've always had a to grow to, to Bridget and the story. And now I'm delving even further back into the pagan and into um how she was Associated as a goddess.
0: The Celtic calendar itself, how many grand occasions like the in bulk are there? Mm -hmm. Is it as simple as there are just the four to mark, you know, the seasons or anything, any other notable ones?
1: Yeah, there's the midpoints. So there's the um, spring equinox, uh, Lunasa, and they're all associated midpoints between. Um, altogether, I don't know that how okay. many there is. Yeah. But um, lunasa, um, summer solstice, winter solstice, Imbolic are but a few that I know of.
0: Okay, and when you like you have retreats around those, and as you say, Monday's one is 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 fully booked up. Do you, I suppose, promote them around? the the occasions or the people who come along are they kind of aware of that anyway they're in tune with you know the Celtic mythology and significance Mm -hmm. of those kind of occasions
1: yeah I think there's a curiosity about it so we like to you know bring that into the conversation around the retreat so we would call in the Bridget energy and then you have yeah. the goddess Anya as well and there's mythology about her, the the goddess of, of Munster and they're associated with the land and the water and we're very close to the Shannon um, estuary waters so there's all this association if you go right back to mythology um, about the stories of the land and of course she has her own story as well of the cloak. And it's tradition to leave out a piece of material the night before. And according to folklore, that piece of material would be blessed. And it would have healing powers then to to cure headaches and sore throats. Okay. So there's lots of stories. And the mythology stories then have a little message for us. And embolic as well was celebrated. And you can see like even a lot of people I chat about that found January really challenging time. And for me, I associate it as part of winter. So I rest in January as much as I can I know I have to get back to the normal things but today is the day I class as my new year and that's how I treat it and start into bursting into spring as they say and then having I feel like I have more energy by allowing myself to rest in January and I think nature also shows us that Mm. you can see that the animals are still very much in hibernation they're just starting to come out and today then you'll just start to see the daffodils and the snowdrops starting to come out as well. So there's a lot of teaching if we listen to the land and listen to nature and listen to even what our ancestors did and they didn't have any technology. How did they know all this information?
0: That's what I, I find really fascinating mm-hmm. that, the, yeah, we're we're so advanced technologically speaking and in other ways compared to the world they lived in back then. Yeah. But um, there's no comparison, you know, they, the, how they knew all that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think there was a wisdom of the land. Um, my grandmother she was um, a woman of the land. She grew vegetables um, every year, like a whole field full and mm. knew when to plant and when to take them up. There was no books or anything that Just taught her how ingrained to that. In them are, A wisdom, yeah, a, yeah. a real deep ingrained wisdom that she would have inherited from her father and forefather and forefather and that was passed down along. And I think we're coming back to that, um, learning a little bit more about our ancestors and about us, the way we celebrate it around these different times of the year
0: well it is good to hear we're coming back around that way and you've certainly helped massively in that regard mm-hmm. by uh, ad- joining us today talk about all that I was going to say I felt a bit bad for you working the bank holiday on Monday the first new uh, public holiday for St Bridget. but uh, you, since you were resting for January uh, I, d- yeah. I don't feel quite as g- <laughs> bad for you
1: <laughs> and, and the thing is it doesn't feel like work like we will be dancing we'll yeah. be trans dancing and banging drums and and shamanic drums and celebrating and I will join in and it does not feel like work There's this joy afterwards when you see people leaving rested, rejuvenated and energized and learning something new on the day that they may not have known about the Celtic um, cycle and calendar. Sounds like good
0: fun and if it wasn't already sold out you probably would have had a few people onto you looking to join up. Rosie, always a pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: You're so welcome. That's uh, Rosie you.
0: McMahon from the Shannon Estuary Way Retreat and Rosie was talking about the view. I can testify it's beautiful. Uh, thank you very much for filling us in on the Festival of Imbolc.